Becky Vivi. And I'm Marcus Blewett, and this is Minor Interruption. So, Marcus, you just finished your first year of college, and I'm curious, do you remember your very first day on campus? Since I had the scholarship that I came early for about like a week before any other kids got there, so we was going through like pre-orientation, so we was doing things like um, a rope course, and we were just doing things to get to know each other. And then so when everybody else came to campus, I was like kind of overwhelmed because I didn't really see too many people that was my color. Or I didn't see anybody that was um, like African-American or can relate to me. So I was just like, this is going to be one long year, but it shouldn't be that bad. Did you feel out of place right away or did you know pretty quickly? Do you remember the day you sort of felt... Like you didn't belong? The first day of class because I was the only African-American in class. And I just realized that it was going to be a struggle because it's not too many people that I can talk to in the classroom that would kind of like understand me or try try to understand what my questions or my answers or my thought process because of the area I come from or anything like that. So it definitely was the first day in class. That was the day you knew. Yeah. Well, it's August now, and as everyone knows, millions of 18-year-olds are about to step foot on college campuses all over the country for the very first time. All of them will probably feel a little out of place at first for at least a little bit. I know I did my first week of school. But what if that feeling, what if that feeling of not belonging lasts well beyond your first day or your first week or your first month, or even your first year. Today on our show, we are going to talk about that feeling, feeling like you don't belong. Being from a community and school where the population is majority African-Americans and going off to a college where it is the total opposite made me feel like I didn't belong. Kobe Sawyer College is a small, private, liberal arts school where I received a full-ride scholarship. The student population is 70% white, and my race, African-Americans, only make up 5%. In today's episode, I talk with two students, Aaron Atchison and Tanaja Shaw, both from Chicago, both African-American. Both of them had similar experiences in their first year of college. Stay with us. Tanaja, what college do you attend? I attend Eastern Illinois University in Charleston, Illinois. Okay. Is this your second year? Um, this, Yeah, I am going into my sophomore year. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but yeah, I'm going to my sophomore year. How was your first year in college? Um, my first year was pretty cool but challenging. Um, I made some friends and... I was introduced into the real world. What do you mean by the real world? Um, you know, when you were younger and your mom would tell you, like, everybody's not your friend and everybody doesn't actually see the best in you. I was introduced into that into in college. Was there any moments where you felt out of place? Um, there were a couple. When I first got there, I did because um, 
I'm kind of my own person, so it's like I was sitting there just being myself, and it happened in high school, too. Um, when I first got there, the girls in my homeroom would talk about the way that I speak. Um, but I got used to it. I just didn't—you automatically in a category because you're freshmen, so they just assume that you're fresh meat, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Did you feel out of place? Well, talk a little bit about, like, the diversity at Eastern. Um, Eastern is— majority Caucasian and it's um when I initially applied for the school I was thinking it's majority Caucasian and um no offense but I actually want to get away from my own race for a while to um, explore different races but when I got there it didn't seem like majority Caucasian because it was half Mm African-American and then you have a couple um Asian-Americans here and there so it wasn't as diverse as I thought it would be. So you didn't experience, like, any racial encounters or anything like that? Um, I actually experienced a couple, um, all having to do with um, one grocery store that I'm not sure if I can say. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, at a grocery store when my friend purchased perfume and she brought it back because she didn't like the way it smelled. And they basically said that we didn't buy it because we didn't have the receipt, but they looked it up on the computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Like, when the moment you was feeling out of place, like, what were some of the things that you did to feel, like, more yourself or more, like, I wouldn't say fitting in, but more comfortable? Um, Some things I did to feel comfortable. Hmm. Um, I just remained myself. And then I found one friend who would, who just doesn't, like, she understands me. So it was like... I could talk to her to make myself feel comfortable or I can just sit back and watch everybody else do what they do and I'm comfortable that way. So was there any moments where you felt like you wanted to give up? Yeah, a couple moments where I felt like I wanted to give up. When you have classes with uh, upperclassmen and they are able to answer more questions than you and you're like, okay, they have more years of me. Maybe they took this course before or... And then that's sometimes I was like, okay... I'm going to leave now because it's kind of embarrassing. But then I understood that I just don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, what like what ultimately didn't make you want to give up? It's like, give up school? Because um, I have to be a role model for my little brother. Um, and I also, I'm, like, one of the first to actually go away for college and not stay at home or anything like that so I just said I have to keep doing it and plus I, my money it's my money <laughs> I'm paying for it so either way it go I'm gonna finish so how does it feel to be the first like the first person in your family to like go away from college um it felt good I mean the fam the um, family members that I do have that do have college degrees or like they would have wished they would have went away but either way it go they got it and it's it was such a relief to go away because you get away from um, strict parents and just the house. Did you feel like it was any pressure? Or like, dude, like, because I talked about yesterday with this boy named Aaron, and um, I was telling him how, like, I felt the pressure of, like, if I don't finish school. Like, for example, if I just, like, man, forget school, I'm about to drop out, and then I'm feel disappointed because my family not going to basically approve of that. So do you feel any pressure of going to college? I mean, mm-hmm. um, of course I feel pressure, only because of who I am. Mm-hmm. But my family is very supportive. They're supportive of whatever, whatsoever you get into. 
So it's like, even if I would just say, I don't want to go to school, as long as I have a backup plan, then they all for it. But if I was just saying, I don't want to go to school, I want to sit around the house, then I would feel the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so did you feel, okay, so was you the only person that you know experienced being like out of place at, at school? No, um, actually a couple people that I have encountered with, um, over the summer, over this summer, um, I've seen them at festivals, and they were telling me how um, they might not come back to the school because they didn't belong or certain situations, and I just explained to them, like, you weren't the only one. Yeah. So what makes you think that? Because I was talking to, um, I think, Aaron also, and I think my supervisor, Becky, and she was saying maybe it was because of their environment or the community that we grew up in that, Either because you know Chicago is a segregated place, mm-hmm. so if all blacks live in all blacks neighborhood, Mexicans mm-hmm. live in Mexican neighborhood, so you feel like our community or our neighborhood was one of the problems. Um, partially, and then I believe that it's kind of it kind of has something to do with who you are because um, I wasn't raised a certain way, but I did grow up in a certain area. Mm-hmm. So by me being raised a certain way and by me learning the way that I learn by other people's mistakes as opposed to my own, it made me say, okay, I can stay and I can be strong about it. But some people may think because of the way they were raised and where they're from that it's not worth it or they have to be a statistic. What advice would you give someone who's feeling out of place in college? Um... First of all, um, the first thing I would say is uh, college is meant for networking. So even if you feel out of place, put your best foot forward because you have to get to know people because it's not what you know all the time until you know. And um, secondly, I would say just be yourself. Whenever you feel uncomfortable, call someone at home that you know or go out, laugh, meet people. And, yeah, that's about it. What about what advice would you give, like, upcoming freshmen? Little kids coming out of high school. If you don't know how to study, you need to learn <laughs> how to study. Because my first quizzes did not go in the way that I thought they would. So I said, when I first got my quiz grade, I said, oh, yeah, where's the study group? So <laughs> definitely learn how to study. Tanisha Shaw and Marcus Blewett. Coming up, Marcus sits down with Aaron Atchison. You might remember Aaron from last year. He was WBEZ's first high school intern. He actually did a story right before he went off to college called Fear of Freshman Year. I want to play a little piece of it. College has had me worrying for the past few months. I'm afraid to find out I'm not as headstrong or independent as I think I am, but I need to get away. As much as I love living in a city with about 500 murders a year and brutal winters, Something tells me it's time to go. So I'm leaving to study journalism at Arizona State University. And I know I'm not the only one bugging out. So I decided to check in with some other folks my age in the same boat. He interviewed six other kids his age, and they all talked about the same things. Missing their families, not succeeding. They all aimed high and got into college, but what if they couldn't make it once they got there? In his narration, Aaron said, quote, I still don't know who I'll be next summer, and that scares me. Well, it's next summer now. We stayed in touch with Aaron during his first year, and he's he's not the same kid, but he shouldn't be. 
I'd be worried if he was. I'm not even the same person I was last summer. Anyways, when I met Marcus this summer, I talked to him about his first year of college, and I instantly knew that he and Aaron had to sit down together. So here we go. Aaron Atchison and Marcus Blewett. So what's up, Aaron? What's up, Marcus? <laughs> used to work here last year? Yeah. So I went to Arizona State, and it was about 70,000 people. Mm-hmm. I only saw like 30 black people. <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah. made you go there? Uh, my brother lives out there, and like he moved, he moved out there back in like 2005, maybe 2004. Mm-hmm. So I never really got to hang out with him because yeah. I was like nine or eight. But he was always living with my dad, and I was living with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I never really got to spend time with him until this past year. And I I liked the time that I spent with him, but I couldn't go back out there to Arizona. Why you ain't like the school? Do you like to go hunting? Do you like to go nah. camping? <laughs> <laughs> up, up like 7,000 feet up into the mountains with like elk and bears and stuff. Like, that wasn't me. I mean, guns are legal out there. I went shooting. But besides that, it's nothing else that I would go back out there for. Like, the weather's nice. It gets hot. But it's too hot. Yeah. So, so you ain't like the people or nothing like that? The people I just couldn't relate to. It was... It was a lot of prejudice out there mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of, like, discrimination that that people wouldn't even notice just because they they were raised that way. Mm-hmm. But it was things like they would just look at, they would just look at, at, like, me and a white person walking together, like older people. Yeah. They would just look at you like, why are you guys together? You're not, you're not meant to be walking together. Mm-hmm. You should stay with your kind. You should stay with your kind. So, I mean, coming from Chicago where it's like a melting pot. That was like a culture shock. I'm, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't think in a small-minded environment like that. I can't expand or grow or do anything like that out there. And where'd you go to college? Um, Kobe Sawyer College. It's in New Hampshire. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, this had this like whole topic of like uh, feeling out of place or not belonging somewhere came about. Because like when I was up there, like it was a whole bunch of like white people and. So it was like, I'm like, man, I don't feel like I belong here. And then, like, I didn't have people, like, that related to me. And it was only out of, like, 100, I mean, like, 1,500 kids, it was only, like, 30 black people. So it was like, man, I don't see too many of my people up there. So it was like, I don't feel like I belong here. So I had my moments where, like, I don't even want to go here no more. Or, like, I just want to leave school and all this type of stuff. So... How how was it going from North Lawndale to New Hampshire? Um, it was a big adjustment. Like I struggled like the whole year, my freshman year, because like I'm saying, North Lawndale was like all black. Yeah. And so going to school with all white people, it was kind of difficult because it's like, as we talked about, like I can relate to anybody. Like you don't have on the same clothes I have on. You don't dress the way I dress. You don't talk the way I talk. Like. When I'm talking, they was like, oh, you got an accent. Like, you talk like, I don't know, like, you from this foreign place. And I'm like, you know, they don't make, like, I don't want to talk now because you either laughing at me while I'm talking or you trying to understand what I'm saying. And then I always feel like if a person always saying, like, what or, like, huh, what did you say? Then it's like, I don't want to talk no more. Like, I'm just going to say yes or no. (laughs) And that's it. And so... 
it was like it was a big adjustment because it's just like my neighborhood is all black, school all black, so I'm going to school all white. It's like okay now now I gotta like I wouldn't say start over, but I have to reevaluate the things that I'm doing. So yeah, it was like it was one, it was a couple like different situations where like I felt like some of the responses and comments were like kind of racist, but then like after talking to certain people. It's like they didn't experience, like, being around a lot of people, like, different races. When I got there, it was like all everybody was looking at me. I'm like, you know what they looking at me for? And then I start to think, like, man, well, well, to start off, it's only, like, it's 70% girls. And so it's only, like, 30% boys. And so I'm like, well, first, they don't see a lot of boys here. And then I'm like, the way I dress, like, I'm well-dressed. So they like, oh, African-American boy, he got some swag or whatever you want to call it. So they automatically, you know, thought of something about me. And then when I started talking to them, I'm like, oh, you from Chicago? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, so you know Chief Keef or you know these type of people or, you know, have you saw anybody get shot or yeah, oh, my God, I would never go there. I'm so scared and all this type of stuff. And it's like, it's not really like that. Like, y'all just take the perception of what they putting out in the media, but it's it's not really like that in all parts of Chicago. Yeah. And then it was like, like when I'm in the classroom, I'm like the only black person. So if I raise my hand and say something to ask them a question, like, they'll turn around and look like, you know, why is he talking? Like, why is he speaking? And then, like, they wouldn't, like, value my answer as much as they value if somebody else was talking. Then when I was in the dorms, like, I walked past somebody's room, and then some white dude was like, I just think that all white people should date all white people, and blacks should stay with their own kind. Like, it shouldn't be no interracial, like, no blacks dating whites. And I'm like, you know. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is you talking about? Like it's 1879. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, man. So it was just, it was a whole bunch of stuff being there. It was just like, man, I just don't understand. But one thing I did learn was, once you talk to them, like have a conversation, sit down with them, they realize that you're not what they actually think you are, and they kind of like open up to you. So that's one thing I learned. Living out in Arizona, I pretty, I had that same experience. Everybody thinking. Every, everything is bad here. Even yeah. people from places just as bad as as Chicago, like Pittsburgh. Like I, I um, one of my good friends was from Pittsburgh. He's like, I'm never coming to Chicago because <laughs> people would get shot every every time I go there. I'm like, I live in the South Loop. Nobody's getting shot where <laughs> I live. I don't live in in Inglewood or whatever. Yeah, where where that happens. So, I mean, out out in college, I just couldn't I couldn't relate to anybody out there. When was it when you felt out of place at Arizona? Was it like the first semester? The, the first moment I walked on campus, I, I looked mm-hmm. around and I saw people in board shorts, <laughs> people in tank tops, people in vans with high socks. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any Timbs. I didn't see any Air Force Ones. I didn't see any any type of, like, nobody cared about fashion out there. Yeah. So... I felt out of place right then and there. So, and then, like, that was, like, the first step. But then once I started actually talking to people mm-hmm. and, like, getting past, past like, how they dress and stuff, yeah. I, I felt out of place even more. Yeah. So so was that, like, your first time feeling like you didn't belong anywhere? 
like in general in your life? Like that was the first time you felt out of place? Uh, no. I would say up until I would say like fourth through sixth grade, I probably felt out of place because I went to I went to Bennett mm-hmm. on a hundredth and, and Prairie. So I was like the smartest kid in my class back then. <laughs> so I, I felt out of place. But then after that, once I went to Whitney Young, I, I didn't feel out of place during my like seventh through twelfth grade. I never felt out of place mm-hmm. at Whitney Young. All right. So basically, when you when you was going to Arizona State. Was there any point where you felt like you wanted to give up and just, like, I wouldn't say drop out, but just be like, man, I'm going to pack my stuff up and just go back home? I mean, yeah, it would feel that way, but, <laughs> I mean, I I had to do what, I, what yeah. I had to do. I had to finish up. So, I mean, I, that wasn't never really, like, a, a thought. It was more like just get to May 7th quicker. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep on working, keep on doing good. And just get there, and then once once I get there, I'm done, and I never have to come back. Yeah. So just finish things strong. That was always my my thing, because man, it 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 really sucked, like towards the end, where you could just see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And it, and it just kept on like seeming like it was getting farther. I had my moments where I'm like, man, I just don't want to be here. Like I want to just pack everything up and leave. But then I just thought about. The disappointment of like family members or even myself by just giving up on myself when I could have just stayed and did what I had to do while I was there. Because how I feel is that I don't need, I don't really need any friends. Like that's how I feel. I feel like, yes, it's okay to talk to people and be friends with people, but at the end of the day, it's just you by yourself. So. I'm doing the work by myself. I'm graduating by myself. The diploma is going to say Marcus Blue. It's not going to say any of my friends. So I feel like once I just believe in myself and not really depend on anybody else, then I would be okay. So I didn't want to come home and think, like, man, I messed up. Like, I regret leaving school or just being out there because everything wasn't what I expected. Because I feel like everything is not easy and that – you may think something may be perfect, but it, when you once you get yourself into that situation, is everything is not going to be what you expected. Yeah. So how, how was your grades? Because uh, they was good. I, I was dean's list first semester, okay. and then second semester I got like straight B's. Wow. But, <laughs> yeah, I had like two point nine. Yeah. I could have did better, but I was still in like my high school mentality. Like I did work at the last minute. Didn't really study. I'm like, man, whatever. Yeah, I mean that 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 mindset changed me once I started paying yeah. for my education. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't be be BSing with money. Yeah. <laughs> what was your major? It was uh journalism out there. Like, so now you're doing pre law. Pre law. Pre law now. Okay. I mean, I I I think I can still do journalism. Like I'm like I I can like I have fun doing this. Yeah. But I mean. I want to make more of an impact because your work can only do so. I mean, no, it can't. Your work can do a lot, but you need to actually. I, I like getting the ball the ball rolling on things, mm-hmm. taking the initiative to change. Yeah, rather than you know putting things out there, getting other people to gather with me and then get it to change. I want to do it on my own. I know one thing. What I did in school when I felt like I didn't belong or was feeling out of place. Like, I was joining, like, different types of clubs. So, like, I had did a community service club, um, 
I had my own radio show up there. I had did like the newspaper. I think I did like one more other club, but I mean those things always help me like network with people and try to talk to people and try to get them to understand like you know this is what type of person I am. So don't think I'm this type of person because you're looking at me or looking at what I got on. And so like that that kind of helped me. It's like I, I like being up there, but it just have its ups and downs. What are you studying? I forgot. Uh, media studies. Media studies. Yeah, but like it's like I want to become a radio personality for like an urban radio station like WGCI or Power ninety two or something like that. For both of you, I wonder how much of your experiences were typical of a typical freshman year, and how much of it would you attribute to, I guess, other factors just coming from where you came from, that kind of thing. My freshman year was a typical freshman year, like a lot of parties, um, people drinking, smoking, <laughs> um, just wilding out because they have their first taste of freedom. They didn't have any parents telling them what to do and all that type of stuff. But because of the person I am, like I don't really engage in that activity. Like I don't really go to too many parties. I don't drink or I don't smoke or anything like that. So it was like I was kind of to myself. And people kind of took that as I wasn't enjoying the college experience. But my whole thing was, if that's not me, then I'm not going to do what's not me. In in terms of fitting in, I don't think that I had a regular first-year college experience. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they they make it so that everybody feels like they, they should fit in on college campuses, and I still didn't. Do you think that everything that you experienced fell along uh, black-white racial lines mostly? Or was there other element? Were there other elements that you felt were stronger? Um, for me, not so much. It was because my, my mindset wasn't, it's not really ever black and white. It's everybody. And it was a lack of everybody in Arizona for me. Like, it was just black and white. So, like, I, I went to a school with, like, 30% or, like, 20% Latino, 20% Asian, 30% black, 30% white. And out there, it was like 80% white, 10% Latino, 8% black, probably, and like 2% Asian. So it was like, I don't know. I couldn't really, I couldn't really get like a gist of anybody out there. Do you think there are places like, do you think Whitney Young is just like a bubble that we've (laughs) socially engineered to be this diverse place and it just doesn't exist like that in the real world? I think it exists somewhere. Well, that Whitney Young, it exists. (laughs) I'm saying I I think it exists somewhere, somewhere at at some type of college. I I think it exists. I don't know, though. I could be wrong. If you could find that college, would you go there? Yeah. Yeah. Marcus, what about you? Do you feel like it fell along black-white lines a lot? Um, I wouldn't say a lot, but i say it was a good amount. Because, like, I was telling him, like, sometimes when I was in class, I would be, like, the only black person. And so I can say something, and the reaction from the class, it wouldn't be too good. Like, they are kind of, like, take my response as, okay, whatever you say. And if let's just say another person asked the answer the question, it it can be the same thing I said, but they get a better response. And so I don't know if it was the way I was wording the the answer, or that they just didn't take my answer. Um, they didn't take it as what's the word 
they didn't value my answer as much as another person from their race saying the same answer as me. And so there was other things that like kind of was in the way, but I just always felt like race up there is it's it's a good amount of kind of like why I feel the way I feel. And it may be just because I went to an all-black school or I live in an all-black neighborhood. So it can maybe just be me or it can be where they come from because I talk to a lot of people and they just don't experience being around different types of races. So it could be that also. Is there something you think something more the universities could do or could have done? Diversify more. <laughs> um, I actually say nothing because I feel like they – they kind of well, we was talking about my school about how like um, they are trying to diversify their schools, and so like my class and kind of like the classes before me are like kind of like a test, like it's an experiment. Like they trying to do more, so I can't say they not trying to do that. And so I just feel like college do give you the like the lead way to do anything you want. Like they try to make you fit in as much as possible. They try to have different clubs and different programs and different activities to try to relate to you. And they also like at my school you can create your own club and like do whatever. So they try to get you to fit in, but I just think it's up to you to kind of feel like you are fitting in. But also I do feel like you shouldn't have to fit in. Like you should be the person you are and I can understand people feeling like it's not enough people that are like me there. So since you're not going back to Arizona, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Loyola. How do you think that's going to go? I think it's going to go pretty well. I I definitely needed a year away from my from home, but I don't need that time anymore. <laughs> Did you do you feel like you learned you learned anything about yourself since you was away from school? Definitely. But I, I learned I can make it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um. I learned I learned a lot about like self sufficiency with myself out in Arizona, and like how to focus and how to like make myself focus, and just do a lot of things on my own. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you worry about fitting in at Loyola? Not really, especially because I'm living at home, so I can really care less if I fit in at school. I'm just going to be there to take classes. Uh, yeah, I don't really have too many worries, and then at least here. I think that most people that go to Loyola are from Chicago. Most of us are going to have that in common. So I don't worry too much about that. Do you think we're we're closer to a society that's more together or we're further apart from it? I mean, I think we're we're getting there to a closer society, but it's definitely still like a white privilege. So more money is going to go to white schools so that they can go to better colleges. I mean, I I, I think that... You just kind of, like, overall, people just don't care about diversifying <laughs> and putting more money into my majority of minority schools. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it kind of, it does reflect how it is in society, but that's only because money isn't going to where it really needs to go to. Like, what is some advice you would tell students that feel out of place while they're in college? Just make it to the end of the year. <laughs> Don't waste any money. Um, I mean, once once you start to to feel that you're out of place, I'm I'm a firm believer of, of stopping. I'm not saying stop right then, but just 
if you don't like it, then remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, so true. just finish it out strong and then do some do some searching while you're still there and do some research on, on other universities and just see what fits you best, what fits your your new pursuits best, and then just kind of move past that, move on past that. Thanks to Aaron Atchison and Taneja Shaw for sharing their stories. If you have an idea for an episode or a story you think really needs to be told, let us know. Email us at minorinterruption at wbez.org. You'll find this and all of our other episodes on our SoundCloud page. Follow us on Twitter at WBEZ Education or at Becky Vivi. Minor Interruption is a production of WBEZ Chicago. Our production team includes Joe Dassault, Iris Lynn, Marcus Blewett, and myself, Becky Vivi. You can subscribe to this and all of our podcasts in the iTunes store. And learn more at wbez.org slash podcast. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. For more information, go to chicagopublicmedia.org. Thanks for listening to this week's Minor Interruption. I'm Marcus Blewett. I'm Becky Vivi. See you next week. Because we're going to get real long.